In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Simon and Andrew were fishermen, James and John as well. They were simple men. They do not have fame, riches, or vast influence over others. No prestigious college education. They lived most of their life in a boat on the water, throwing their nets and hoping that when they brought that net back up, it would be full of fish. That was their life's work. Like a crappie guide on Truman Lake, these men spent most of their day daydreaming about fish and boats and record-breaking catches. They talked about fish. They thought about fish. They loved to fish. And so God fishes for them and makes disciples out of ordinary simple men, interrupts their dreams, and says to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. My grandparents have a little A-frame cabin tucked away along a pebbled path in the woods of Perry County. Off the back deck, below your feet, about 10 feet down, runs a creek that stretches around 30 feet wide. During my childhood, I would often find myself standing on that deck trying to catch a cricket jumping around in that green can with the mesh wiring and then casting my Scooby-Doo fishing pole every bit of three feet out into the water and then just standing there staring at that bobber. Now fishing, it's everything that a young fiery redhead despises. It's still, quiet, and peaceful. It's the worst. But when I saw that bobber go down, and I'd bring in the bluegill, it would all be worth it. My grandfather would help me, he'd show me the way, how to take it off the hook, how to string it, scale it, cook it, how to eat it and enjoy it. He was the best fisherman that I knew. We've all been fishing at some point in our lives. Some of us, maybe it was 30 years ago. Others of us, maybe 30 minutes ago. It is the Lord who compares his kingdom's mission to that of fishing. He says to these fishermen, follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. The kingdom of heaven, what God is accomplishing in his Son, It's compared to fishing, but not with a bobber and a fishing pole, like how you and I maybe fished, how we fished back then, but how the disciples fished to a net, a wide net that is thrown out upon the waters and overcomes, catches, lands on top of, entangles fish who are unknowingly passing by. It's not that God just puts out some bait on a hook and lures you into his kingdom. No, he threw out his net, his saving word, and he swallowed you up and hauled you in even when you were swimming away. Jesus is fishing to catch all men. Men, women, children, all nations into his net. God's kingdom has come upon you all by his grace and mercy, and so he accomplishes his first kingdom's work 
by casting that net upon some fishermen unawares. Follow me. And immediately caught by the word of Jesus, they leave their nets and follow him. And Jesus casts a large net. He casts for fishermen, tax collectors, prostitutes, religious leaders, sinners. No one's outside his merciful reach, the simple, the uneducated, physicians and rulers, the educated, the rich, the poor, fathers and mothers, infants, servants, the demon-possessed, the sick and the lame, those on the top of society and those on the fringe of society. Whether they are sitting behind a fancy tax collector's booth, climbing up a tree, or laying dead in a tomb, he casts his net of mercy widely and broadly, and by the Holy Spirit, he hauls in the most beautiful catch, men, women, and children from all nations, from all languages and tribes. And it is by his steadfast love and faithfulness, which endures forever, that he has caught you, brought you into his kingdom to follow him and to become a fisher of men, joining him in his mission and adventure to catch and bring other men, women, children, and families into his boat. But doing that, it carries some responsibility. We have to live out our faith. We have to talk about our faith. We have to share the faith, the good news, with others. And those can be scary things to do. It's easy to do those things here when you're surrounded by fellow like-minded and faithful Christians. But what about tomorrow? When you're back in town, at your job, or tending to your nets like James and John were. When you spend your day in the company of unbelievers, or those who have wandered away from Christianity, who haven't been to church in years and years, or who have different views than you, who want nothing to do with Christianity, and who you know would be offended if you even brought up a religious conversation with them. Who among us is brave enough to ask their friend or, or co-worker a spiritual question? If they have a church family, if they believe in the Lord, if their children are baptized. We have no difficulty in asking how someone's kids, how old someone's kids may be, or what grade they're in, which school they go to, who their teacher is, what sports they play. But we're Christians. We care about the whole person, temporal and spiritual, their faith, and their sports, and their health, and their education. What if we showed genuine concern for others' salvation and prayed fervently every day for the salvation of our neighbors and their entire families and our co-workers? What if our first question when we met someone wasn't, how old, are, how old are your children? But instead, have your children been baptized yet? Letting them know up front that you care about these things. Spiritual health. Everlasting life. Not just how they do on the sports field, but how you're doing with raising your family in the faith. 
Having friends like that who care about these sorts of things are few and far between. Jesus has called you to follow him, not just here in this beautiful house of the Lord, but everywhere, on the street, at the job, in your home. He called you to follow him not just today on Sunday, but every day of your life. He called you to follow him not just around some people, but around all people, your family, your neighbors, your co-workers, even your enemies and those who disagree with you. He called you to follow him not, not just when it's safe or convenient for you to do so, but also when it's not safe and most certainly inconvenient not only when it helps your business or your reputation, but to follow him and his word even when it hurts your business or your reputation. His call is simple and clear and unavoidable. Even a fisherman cannot bolt from the line. Follow me. It means you must follow him in all things, through all times, and in all places. Therefore, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid of where he is taking you, or what will happen to you, or what others may say of you. Do not be afraid of what you are to say, or how you are to live, or what you must do. Do not be afraid because he is the one who leads you, after all. He's the one in front. To follow someone means to walk behind them, to do what they are already out front doing or have already done. Follow means to step in the steps that are already there. And whose steps are they? The Lord's. His path is sure and his steps are safe. Follow him. Wherever he goes, you go humbly, faithfully, in all your steps, acknowledging him, the one in front. He has you in his care. So even when he goes to a cross and he suffers and he dies, so have you. In death, you follow him. In his resurrection, you will follow him too. He has much more to show you about himself. And that most beautiful net, the word of God, which caught you into his family. Follow him and you will, even if you're just a simple, uneducated man, become a fisher of men. Taking up a heavenly mission from the Lord with eternal blessings and consequences. And maybe you'll catch a haul so large throughout your life that you cannot even haul it in without his help, the best fisher of men, showing you the way. Or maybe you will fish your whole life long and you will not catch a thing just like the disciples do night after night. But the results are not your concern. The only concern you have is his voice. Follow me. Evangelization isn't about getting the perfect bait or the perfect argument or debate. It's not about trying this or that poll, changing things around all the time and in order to get that perfect and better cast. It's it's not about running around endlessly searching for the right spot, the, the perfect mission field of your dreams, and then thinking, you know, if I do all these things right, if I have the perfect bait and the perfect pull and the perfect spot, 
then I'll catch the hall. No. It's much more simple. Evangelization is simply to follow Jesus every day, going where he goes, being where he is, loving what and who he loves, listening to what he says, caring for those around you, and his net will be cast, and people will be caught, and others won't. But none of that's your concern. Those concerns belong to him. Your concern is simple, to keep following him, to keep stepping in his steps, and hearing him say anew, day by day, and in every situation, follow me, and I will make you become a fisher of men. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.